future, talk radio will actually educate, inspire, and make you think. The future is now. Topics and music that affect your life from Universal Broadcasting Network. Tune in at ubnradio.com. <laughs> this hi welcome back to plus this i am kathy deach and usually you would hear and i'm eva tingley but our poor eva is bedridden like cannot get out of bed really you gotta send her some healing light she's like down for the count but the only person that she approved of to join me today as a co-host is our dearest loveliest wonderful friend Rosa Graziano is in the house she's making it happen I'm gonna share this on my private page guys she's kind of like a secret like you know I'm the secret you are the secret (laughs) you're totally the secret so um this is a really this has been a guest that I have wanted on the show since we started um she's a dear friend she's a dear friend of my family she's dear friend of friends who I consider a family. She's fierce. And she's fierce. So <sighs> it's Jackie Ms. Funk Lopez. Fawad, I think, is her now slash Fawad married name. She's very excited about that. So we're so happy to have her joining us today. And um, she's got quite a story. She got stuck in traffic, so hopefully she'll be swooping in just in time to come sit with us. Doesn't she work? Where does she work at UCLA? Is that what? It's one of the places she works. I mean, she has a dance company, Versastyle, that also is like taking off and has its own like brand and following. And it's I've seen them several times. They're unbelievable. They played at the Ford. Have you seen them? I saw the I saw the well I saw the videos. I saw the videos and the YouTubes of her, and I was like, oh my god, this one's. Yeah, she also I was like, why don't I know? Yeah, her and she already. also like does philanthropy work with our dear friend Monica Rosenthal's found, uh, Flourish Foundation. So like, she is like arts ed, everything, everything. Her story is incredible. She is, you know, such a story about how like the art saved her life. Oh and my God, I just I have it. wanted her here because her story. And she is a hip hop queen. When you sent me the videos of her, I was like, <laughs> she is popping and locking and plus. Yes. Plus popping and locking. Yes. I was like, my. I literally text Kathy. I go, my joints are hurting watching her. <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but she's my inspiration. Like nobody's business because she is. And not only battling. Like battling. I didn't even know battling was still even a thing. Oh, she yeah. battles. Yeah. And I'm assuming she's battling with the husband in those videos. Is that the husband who's like her dance Lee, battle partner? Lee is her partner. Yeah. But is he the, the battle partner? He is on her team. He wouldn't be the person she's battling no, with. No, not against. I'm talking with, about like together. Yes, yes together. Okay, I yes. assumed it was him because it was yes. one moment where a guy, yeah, okay, I have yeah. to ask her. I'm so curious. guys, also, if you haven't um, if you haven't seen any of our postings on YouTube, uh, on Facebook with YouTube um, video footage, we're just so afraid. We just got back on live stream on YouTube, so we don't want to like have any infringement on any content that's on there. <laughs> so she sent us all these links, and I was like, we can't play them because we're just too scared. But we posted the heck out of them on our Facebook page. So if you're watching on YouTube, you can go to our Facebook page, or you can Google Versa Style, and they're amazing. And yeah. the, So the links are all... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Links, links, Check links. out the links, because the dancing click, click. is amazing. She's it really unbelievable. Is. Yeah. And, we're gonna and the kids... Them. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And yeah. that's like a whole, we'll get into the whole in body it. donuts with her. In it. For sure. So for sure. Good. She's such a. <laughs> I 
was in it. I, I it, but I follow dance videos and stuff like no, that. That's I, like a thing for me. I so. know this about you. You know, like I my first be. trip out here in two thousand. You made me go to a hip hop <laughs> we like did? exercise class together. Oh, oh, that's my yeah. That's me on the reg. Yeah. That's the only Remember, way you're gonna get me to an exercise I, class. Totally. It was like a Gold's Gym. I'll never forget. <laughs> we went in there. I was like, and you were like, "This isn't the regular person. This isn't the regular person." We're so I was upset because like, I want you to have a good were experience. Really upset, and he was very good, but very hard. And if you remember, I almost puked. Really? Oh my god! I, I, <laughs> I'm forever really stalking shape. the local adult hip hop exercise classes because those are the only ones that I'll go to. I recently have been taking one that I've been obsessed with, and I go. It's like my faithful. I go. I go. I go. So I was feeling so great this one time. And I was like, I'm going to go for the second class. Yeah. But then I realized the second class is all the young girls. Because I, I thought I was all that. Like, on the first class, sure. I, I was like, look at me. Beyonce by the backup way, dancer. By the way, we were Beyonce okay. in 2002. <laughs> like, you and I were oh, like. Oh, I lip sync in the mirror. Like, I think I'm on tour. Cut to, I see the next class. And it's it's like, a whole, now we're talking. Now this, I'm like, there's a lot of people in this class. And the teacher's all up on top, like, doing the, like, wink in the mirror at me. Like, who's who's, who's the big girl in the back trying to keep up? I'm like, that'd be me. And I did it. really. I'm A plus it. in the in the old people class. <laughs> but when it comes Rose to the young people through, class, we've tried I'm to a exercise. C minus. We've tried to exercise several times together, and we can't get into it right now because we have too much on our I know, agenda. Sorry, I know. No, no, no. But we Just also have done water aerobics, what I've talked about uh, yeah, on the show yeah. with Eva, and I'm gonna start crying laughing because literally we were like, ah, "How hard can it be?" As a bunch of old ladies. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kathy's. Drowning. They're floating. I literally was like drowning. Anyway, guys. Freezing. Freezing water. <laughs> Crack of dawn because the pool's not open yet. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh God. my God. That was one of my favorite and like, things. Yeah, you're like paddle, Ooh. paddle, 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 paddle. Yes. Um, and they kicked all those old ladies yeah. kicked my ass is what they and did. They were, that, so either way, I'm screwed. So whatever. Well, we're, we're, we're showing up. We're showing up. We're showing up, people. We're showing up. You don't think we're showing up, but we're showing up. Oh, my God. It's so good to laugh, Rosa, because this has been such a day. And, you know, all of these, I'm bringing it down a little bit, but it's because our first topic is sort of about this, so I want to address it. You know, the Al Franken photo came out today. And, you know, I, it's just hard. It's just hard that it's so universal. And even, but I also feel like it is nuanced, Right, and it, you can't vilify everybody. Like, I, I, er, like the planet is not yeah. an asshole, right? Like everyone's not an asshole. So we have to. F- the only way I've really been dealing is I've been turning it in on myself and been like, when have I been a shit? Bravo. Like when That's have how I, I feel? And you know, and I'm a shit a lot. Do you know? I remember <laughs> in college, Rose and I went to college together, guys. I know exactly what you're gonna and say right now. Oh my god! I hope you do remember. Does this I don't have know. to do with the show? No. Oh, I thought you were going to... No. All right, go ahead. I thought it was going to... No, that's crazy. I... I thought you were going to talk about a Mikado experience, but go ahead. Oh, (laughs) that's... Yes, that's like... Go ahead. That's like a whole other thing. But uh, as far as like sexual harassment-y stuff that I've been looking at, like (laughs) there was a thing that we did in college where... It was sort of like a fad. I don't know if you remember this. It's called orgies. Where... <laughs> I didn't participate in orgies, unfortunately. The theater have... department, I guys. Have... I didn't have that. It was an orgy. No, no. A lot of massaging, a lot of massage chains. A lot of massage. A lot of, mas- a lot of people walking, walking in, in on people. <laughs> I remember going into the theater department being like, okay. Yeah. I mean, they're creative, I though. I they're mean, talented. I didn't really have that. But what I did do was <laughs> I learned what a taint was when <laughs> I was. That's the lead. That was. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I know it's crazy. How did you get from? I, I listen. I was very sheltered. I was wait, very sexually, sheltered. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Sexual harassment, and then what? At what moment? That you so, learned no, no, no. about taints. I learned about taints. I don't know. Someone explained what it was to me. And then after that, we would do this thing where we would goose people, but like go way <gasps> under. Do you remember that? Oh my God. You don't remember that. Nobody's it touching my. Like, it was like a thing. And it was a thing that I did often and was very you good at. You did to other people? To boys all the time. Kevin all the teach. time and half the time I'm actually I would say probably most of the time people thought it was hilarious I want full hair Mar- like full I'm, hair Marys and uh, but like, I'm what? sure that there was someone that really didn't like it and I I don't so this is what I'm saying like, I've never done the pantsing you remember how they used to pants friends yeah I no, I'm not that. into that no not into the pantsing no I because I the, have a uh, yeah that's yeah that's like be, yeah yeah but I will say like I'm examining my behaviors that I did a long time ago too so anyway so it's so it's so I do feel bad about that, and I feel like that's kind of the work, right? We have to like look at where, like, point. If, if you're going to point a finger, there's four pointing back. Like that's what bravo, I always say. Bravo, bravo. So yeah. this this being said, th- a big story that came out this week was that Rebel Wilson was harassed by a director on her one of her movies. Speaking I think she said, and <laughs> <laughs> and um. And she came out and she, on Twitter, like, explained the whole thing. I, I actually have it here. A male star in a position of power asked, oh, it was a male star that she um, worked with, asked me to go into a room with him and then asked me repeatedly to stick my finger up his ass. All the while, his friends tried to film the incident on their iPhones and laughed. This is so upsetting on so many yeah. levels. On yeah. so many levels. Yeah. I repeated uh, and said, no, I repeatedly said no and eventually got out of the room. I called my agent immediately and my lawyer made a complaint with the studio basically to protect myself in the event that something similar ever occurred. I'd be able to walk out of the job and not obliged to return. So that happened to Rebel Wilson. Listen, she's had a fucking doozy of a year. She had like a huge lawsuit, libel suit against um, a paper and she won it. And she gave like all the money to charity. Like it's just, she's been like going through it. And well, this happened, and then people don't Bob, believe her. That's the cra- that's what's even crazier. Yeah, that's what's even crazier. This uh, the 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 story itself is just, yeah. and I can't say oh I've never heard of such a story because right, you know things happen, and I've heard crazy stories. But it's so funny that that's a rea- that was how people reacted. They kind of thought like she's lying. Yeah, immediately they thought she was, lying. was you're fat. No one would sexually harass you. Literally. Which, and this article, this 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 author, it's an Australian blog called Mamma Mia, so it's Zara McDonald writes for it. She like really skirts the issue and like lets other people say you're too fat. She never says basically she says we treat, you know, the um the Ashley Judds and the Gwyneth Paltrow's one way, but there are other, but everybody doesn't get the same treatment. I was like, why aren't you saying it's because she's plus size? Yeah. Why are you not saying? Why is it a different? Be- why is why her story you, is a different story now? Right? Why are you not coming out and calling it out for what it is? What if people didn't? A lot of people don't read. Those I, I I think it's fascinating. It's funny that you're even saying that because I I feel like majority of plus size women, you know, they're a little bit more well. Into, I can't tell you how many times I've seen people inappropriately grab their boobs or because they're bigger mm. you know, they have bigger chests yeah and they think it's kind of okay because it's a little yeah. bit more they're all in the way anyway yeah yeah and it's yeah and it's a little bit i don't know it's 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 interesting how i mean how could you not think that she would that that story was not a true story how is that a react how is that a response after reading that yeah why I is mean, that a response that's real specific 
right? Yeah. Like, Why is that a response that, yeah. that your your Twitter response after reading that article that she said that that would happen? Like she got nothing better to do. Right. Like it's embarrassing, by yeah. the way, to even admit that that happens. Exactly. To even have to say publicly, mm-hmm. I was put in a situation where somebody wanted me to put my finger in their ass and film it. So let me tell you about that embarrassing situation. Yeah. And then you tell me. Yeah, that, I, that it didn't happen and it wasn't And she's real. lying because she's fat and no one would do that to her and she wants to be famous and get attention. She already has 4 million <sighs> Instagram followers. She don't need, she don't need yeah, to yeah. be more Why? famous. She got she's one better of the famous do. people in the world. I, I, if you don't I know her, she is, is from um, uh, Bridesmaids and... Um, funny. Very funny. And um, uh, the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. Um, we showed a picture. Anyway, uh, I Fierce. just wanted yeah. to let... She's... It's it's very interesting that all of us... Like, people don't believe fat women, and it's really, really annoying. It's really annoying. Yes. We, too, get sexually harassed. We, too, get harassed. sexually harassed. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it's funny, because one, one person commented, I bet you something happened to her and that's why she gained weight a lot of people gain weight after being like sexually abused and I'm like yeah but this story happened when she already was a star and she's always looked the way she has like she hasn't like yeah. blown up out of nowhere like yeah, she no. as soon as she hit, hit on bridesmaids she was a well girl. I think something that happens too which you know I'm the funny girl and I you know I'm, I roll with the punches I grew up with boys you know she's the com- comedian on set you know you mm-hmm. think talk about like a fine line yeah that when you're the one of the guys they definitely pushed the limit a little bit too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they would have, maybe because they thought she was the funny girl. She's, you know, she can get a little raunchy and fun and whatever. Mm-hmm. So they just pushed it to a point that it was like, okay, now that was the the line. Yeah. I'm not going to put my finger in your ass for your friend to film. Yeah. Which just FYI, everyone, <laughs> that's just not okay. <laughs> not on film at least <laughs> from your friends filming it. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, like, <laughs> no, it's so guys. Bizarre. It's totally bizarre. Come on, totally nobody bizarre. was like, ah, shut up. Yeah, totally ridiculous. <laughs> Not a good idea. Totally ridiculous. By the way, Eva's totally watching us. Eva, we love you. We love you. Get Eva. better. Get better. You're um, here. And and I want Kathy uh, to call I'm me peaking. Eva the rest of the day. Oh, <laughs> I might slip. Um, another thing, <laughs> another thing that um, went down that's kind of messed up. Again, another blogger um, dances with fat. Uh, pointed out an article that was written for Entertainment Weekly. Now, I thought this article was going to be some TMZ trash, like the way that it was written in there. And then when I went, I was like, Entertainment (sighs) Weekly covered this story of Jamie Presley, who's pregnant with twins, going, I guess she was on the show Mom on CBS, and she's going back. But instead of going back as like a pregnant person... Because she's big. Because she's got twins, she's really carrying. um, We have a photo of that. They decided that she should be in a fat suit and have a thing about food addiction in order. Like, it's like really. Those are the creative choices. Wonderful creative (laughs) choices, guys. Really good. Because they were like, we're not going to hide her behind a desk. Yeah. We're being so brave. Yes. We don't want to be obvious here. So the creative choice that we're going to do, the one dimensional, we're only going to go so far here. Right. Because we're not going to do that one. Right. We're going to just give her a food addiction. Right. Right. And, they, and not only that, make fun of it throughout the whole season. Yeah, I'm sure. And by the way, she, That's she the claims, this is what she claims, this is what she says, but in before this Entertainment Weekly made a really bad fat joke, 
on top of then saying this, her putting this quote in. They don't make uh, fun, says Presley. The writers are very careful. For everything we talk about on the show, there's a fine line between what's right and what's wrong and what we can and cannot say. There's a sensitive material, there's, is sensitive material in recovery. The other women kind of tiptoe around it. They don't want to make Jill feel bad. There's a big elephant in the room, and that elephant is Jill. It's, it's they, an oxymoron it's, on so many levels. It's literally... Jamie, Pavarate. Jamie, give what a sister a call. <laughs> what do you think? Hang out with us a little bit. Do the math. We're going to talk to you about what body positivity actually means oh, and about the things God. you don't do, especially when you're not, quote unquote, really overweight. You are somebody dressed up as a fat person, technically. Like, I was thinking <laughs> about this today. I feel like doing the whole fat suit joke thing is as obnoxious I'm God forgive me as as the idea of you guys thinking it's okay to do blackface or yellow face or, or yeah or yellow yeah. face I don't I think it's that like that I mean why I feel that way yeah I, mean, I kind of I, I feel mean, like I don't know what it's like to be really a black person or an Asian person what what's so funny way. yeah I don't think it's funny What's so funny? All those movies that they did back in like the early '90s that thought it was those hilarious. Shallow Hell is that one of yeah. the, that one? Yeah. yeah. Why? I didn't what think is that? Any of that was funny. I don't, never, I don't. ever, ever, never, ever. And so, it, what's interesting is that CBS is the person who's the network that's doing this, and then a big article came out in Vulture magazine, which is incredible. Vulture.com is doing this unbelievable journalism. It's incredible, and they are talking about. Um, the, they really got down and dirty and interviewed a lot of people who did the diversity showcase. So for those of you who don't know Hollywood, um, there are diversity programs in place at the networks. Mandatory. At, mandatory. And it is... Mandatory at, that every single person has to go that works for the networks. Yes. And also that in response to the the numbers that have come out in the study of how there is no one really but straight white men <laughs> getting airtime on TV. So um, this is in a way to combat that. So to give people voices and visibility and all that. So this thing that was sort and it's of been going on for years, years and years, years, years yeah. Years, years, and years. it's kicked up a, a notch ever since that study came out in 2012. So they went back and interviewed people, and they were like, "Oh, it's racist and homophobic." And in this article, extremely fat phobic, like create. Like I was reading it just to read it. Rachel Bloom is one of the judges on it or on the panel or something, or like they have, I don't know if it's like they have um, mentors. It's Crazy Ex-Girlfriends, Rachel Bloom. And she like went and searched out people. She's like, I've heard this about this showcase. Can you please let me know? I want to take my grievances to the people. And it ended up sexual harassment was involved. One of the major guys got fired. Um, and... It, it, this big article came out with all these sources. It's really, really well sourced. And people went on record who are not famous people, which means that their careers are at stake. It's kind of extraordinary. The crazy part of this story is I used to have a food truck in Los Angeles and I used to do catering and I used to cater the CBS diversity showcases. So I know the people, the players. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm, it's really interesting to read it and have a, a, a simple perspective and seeing it from one one point of view. And it, and it actually did remind me of the college days. There was something to be said about the two people that they talk about in this article, who's the one who runs it and um, the director and um it, my from my experience of watching them, I, I've definitely felt like it was a very she was mom like Mamadel like she definitely was like very attached to the the kids you know and it being a great showcase and it being you know 
and I've actually done other network showcases and they weren't as um, tight or as invested in really these guys getting the job or whatever it is, you know, the, the gigs from there. Yeah. Um, so they were proud and had pride in it. But it became, and this is what I was saying to Kathy, I was like, you know, it reminds me of back in the day. You're doing a show. Everyone, you, you have breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Everyone's like, you lose sight of yourself. And I think the same thing kind of happens on these sets. You know, you, you're spending so many hours with these people and they feel like family. And, they, and there's a comfort zone that suddenly happens and you're like, do me a favor. My friends are going to tape you, put your fa- my finger in your ass. <laughs> Because you're comfortable enough now for that. Now we're com- now we're good. Now we're I will we've say, been working article, together. You can put your finger in my in ass. In this article, there was no there, that, my taint. That, there was no tickling of the taint in this article. But there was that was not a part of the diversity showcase. That's just her tying it all together as only Rosa can. But there was something that was said, and um, the uh, we hardly. Uh, while hardly any of the participants directly challenged the leaders, sometimes they would let their discomfort be known. For example, when Arnstein uh, insists that's one of the people in charge, Fern, 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 Arnstein, sorry, insisted that an Indian actor needed to work at Bombay Gardens instead of Pizza Hut in a skit or exclaimed after an audition, I like you, but we already got a fat girl and we don't need another fat girl, right, everyone? And the oh God, room would exactly erupt like her. I don't have to tell you, you I'm sounded gonna play like her, her just in now. the Lifetime movie. Because she play her. is... She's and, a broad. And you said that she's like a plus size woman too. Oh, she's too. plus size. Yeah, she's so plus size. So and... this also was very interesting. As you go on, one of the most common complaints against her is that she body shamed participants. Many recalled her doing this publicly to actors such as Saturday Night Live's McKinnon, Kate McKinnon, and uh, it impressed upon them the need to lose weight. Fern constantly reminded us that she cast the original Baywatch, and I think that Baywatch was her physical standard for women, a female writer from the showcase said in 2014. Yet there was a weird math in which beautiful and sexy women couldn't be too beautiful and sexy and yet can be considered funny. The writer also voiced a complaint echoed by many that she harangued all the average weight actors to lose 10 to 20 pounds and bragged to us that she starts eating disorders. Okay. But again, <sighs> yeah, it's, it's taking out of, cause I know Fern personally, I do. And I know her comedy and I know her, and I'm not saying what it's not appropriate or appropriate, but I, she's. But just because you wrap up that truth in a joke, doesn't mean that that truth and what you want out of somebody isn't fucked up. Do you know what well, I'm saying? And, and the <sighs> fact that people, that women are expected to be that thin on television, thin oh, well, enough yeah, to get an eating disorder, yeah, yeah. that is what she wanted from people. And to wrap it up in a joke is fine. But that doesn't I, mean that the I mean, bottom line is I mean, to, to, to have known her, I don't, I don't, I mean, I, I, so it was very hard for me to read the article because I, I know her and I knew her personally and I knew that Fern was the kind of person and is the kind of person that when, you know, made sure that the actors were fed and really m- mothered them. Yeah. Um, and I also know, and I guess I put myself, I, you know, I'm a wise ass. I have sarcastic things to say, right. you know, and when you're in the, and everyone's trying to top each other yeah. when you're in those environments, you got a bunch of actors and let's, you know, people are running the business too. They all, everyone wants to butt on bumps, Yeah, you know, no matter how low they go, the low they go. Um, is that, was that a legit, I mean, she said it, so I can't say anything and they're quoting her. So, right. but, uh, yeah. Oh, you know, so I just it's I just kind of feel know, like I just feel like I would, you know, it's easy to say it's half empty, it's half full. I feel like there is a bigger picture and the whole picture. Um, but I, I can't speak for the people that were felt violated or the people obviously yeah. for somebody to quote that specifically that 
hit a nerve for somebody yeah. specifically. Yeah, so I can't course. minimize right the effects the effects of that. So and also we talked should, about it. We talked about yeah. the the. It is the white male, straight white male gaze that is running Hollywood, whether you're a woman participating in that or not. And as a woman who's motherly, wanting those kids to have that opportunity and going, if you want to have opportunity, this is what it it is. So in that position of power going, this is, I'm just giving you a taste of reality. This is the business we're in. Instead of going, why don't I try challenging that? And that's what, that's the thing that is frustrating because I know that it's paved with good intentions and everybody wants to play but when at the cost of eating disorders I would challenge that well we talked about this uh, recently too about what you know their idea of what diversity is you know the fact that they have a mandatory show (laughs) to do it and then everybody who works for the companies or the networks have to go from the tops to the bottoms if you're an intern you gotta go I mean it's HR department, you got to go. The fact that that's even a thing. And yeah. the fact that the and, and even the the writing and stuff like that is really just one dimensional stuff when you're talking about diversity. It really isn't a culturally – it's a show. It's but on bumps. It's easy jokes. Yeah. There's – you know, it's fat suit jokes. Yeah. There's, a, there's not the next level of creativity that when yeah. you see that kind of comedy or you see that kind of TV show, yeah. you're like brilliant. Yeah. And – Unfortunately, you know, not that I watch a tons of TV, but, you know, CBS is not necessarily known for that kind of content I either. I mean, I'm not going to say know. that, you know, they're not pulling I out know. all the real deep, I you know, know and, But there still is something there, there is but, still is something else you could do to there still is more depth there and they're but, not going. We have to bring Jackie sorry. in. I'm she, so sorry. Okay, We're yeah, so over. And you know what, Jarvis? We might just take this one break so we can have as much time with her as possible. Come back. We're going to have Jackie Lopez in the seat. Yes. You know that 67% of American women are size 14 and above. You mean they look like this? Yeah. So then where are we in television and film? And where are we in fashion magazines and clothing stores? Yeah. So we want to help out entertainment and fashion and media. Catch the F up. Topics get hot. We want to hear what y'all have to say. And they will get hot. Absolutely. I have a question for you. (laughs) It's kind of like a dirty little one. Um, So if you had to do a love scene with somebody else famous who would it be i will oscar I isaac know. oh well, i asked you that and you had an answer like <laughs> right away we sang we laughed we cried we you gotta go cry. back Yo, no we didn't cry <laughs> we didn't cry everybody should be able to be seen in i mean maybe not every single campaign but let's let's try to include it in as many campaigns as we can yeah. which you put we told we're you just putting it we're in gonna the culture for you we're gonna oh. get those candles yeah people are having sex with us we need to show that we're like part of the this society and and being sexual is part of that absolutely so, uh, so tough titty you're fucking uncomfortable yeah watch a fat girl love herself applause applause so good plus this hi we're back hi um our guest made it. She came all the way from the west side, <laughs> from UCLA campus, to be with us. Please welcome Jackie Miss Funk Lopez Fouad. How? <laughs> yes, finally here. I know. Hello. Hi, lady. Hi. I'm um, totally like fan gagging right now. I'm like. <laughs> I was like, is she going to pop and lock right now? Is she going to do it right now? Is she going to do it right now? We might, do it right now? We might we have to so, make We come up so, like, not that person right now. 
don't think so. She's in professor mode. She's like, she is. yeah, professor a older too, right? So yeah, at least when it comes to the dance community and stuff. So yeah, for sure. You know, Rosa, they Rosa Style has an open class every Friday. Yes, for adults though, like old for people adults, like me. Actually, we've been doing it for eleven years now. Every I, Friday at seven thirty. Eleven ages. years. Okay, where? And North Hollywood, it's called Evolution Studios. Okay. And it's an open class for dancers who just want to have a good time and particularly have a love for like hip hop and house music. Yeah. And it's only $10. And it's just a community like vibe where people from all ages and backgrounds come together under one roof and have a good time. So I love teaching. That's the one time I make myself available to the community along with Lee. We make sure to be there and represent and guide our students and the new dancers and people in the community who want to dance. So, yeah, that's every Friday. Now, I have to say that I have an inside scoop with Jackie because I have been fortunate enough to work on under her program as a teacher and got to watch her like very closely work with dancers. And it's really you're an extraordinary human. Um, And I love the message that you do as you teach dance as somebody who has been through dance training mm-hmm. <laughs> to a, not just to my hip hop at the gym guys I it is not something that kids hear and I wanted to know like how did you decide that you could be a professional dancer I mean how did that how did that dance career show up for you well um definitely grew up dancing as a latina woman we're always in social you know Mm -hmm. gatherings from birthday parties to quinceañeras and weddings and you know the social aspect was always a part of my culture when i went to ucla i was realizing that that aspect was missing in these institutions so i was like you know what hip-hop these social forms is just as important as ballet and we need it and it's needed and also at the time at ucla there was only one latina and two black women and the, that was me and the other two young ladies. As students? I'm As sorry, students, or, oh, okay. yeah. Oh, so wow. the diversity also was lacking. And I was like, how can we bring some hip-hop dance into this department and really, like, expand and really, you know, level it up along along with ballet and the differences and what's beautiful about it. I think at UCLA is when I gained my voice, when I realized I have something special going on and I have something to offer and that I could be a professional dancer. That's when it really clicked. Uh, Luckily, I had an incredible mentor who you would know. His name is Kevin Kane. Oh, I might know him. You would know him. Sangwa. A sangwa. And he gave me some extraordinary opportunities on stage to choreograph and to dance and be free. And that's when I realized, wow, I really love this. But then it's UCLA when I got accepted into the dance department when I realized, you know, I could really make a living off this because I had, you know, an amazing deep experiences. And that's when I started validating myself. And I started thinking and saying to myself, it's okay. It's okay to be a little different. It's okay to be a woman of color. It's okay to be a full-figured woman. It's okay that I'm representing for all the women that don't get the opportunities that I was so honored and blessed to have at that time at UCLA. Yeah, and that dance program is a world cultural dance Yeah, it's called World Arts and Cultures and Dance. So it's a dance major still. So it is... So you're bringing the world... Ha! <laughs> I want to think so. Bringing, <laughs> Someone's bringing in the. I'm definitely bringing in the hip hop. Yeah, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely the dance of our generation. The dance of me being born in Los Angeles. My parents are from El Salvador, so I'm very familiar with all the Latin dances from merengue, bachata, salsa. But I grew up in Los Angeles too, so you know, anytime I would hear any kind of hip hop music. 
I would bop my head and it felt good. So I always had a passion to see the connection between the two. And UCLA gave me that avenue to go deep and research it and, and be proud of it. It's so, so great. Now, yeah. let me ask you, in that UCLA program, mm-hmm. um, were you the only one who looked physically like you? Definitely. You were literally the only full-figured uh, full woman. Just the UCLA program? Yeah. I would say majority of all those hip-hop <laughs> or any of those dance like things... I mean, how many often times, do you really? Many times. I mean, definitely before that, I was in the I had I was in the industry. I had an agent. I was trying to get a lot of. I was trying for anything, but right away I would get eliminated just for my look, mm-hmm. and it was a very frustrating time. Plus, at the time, my son was like one or two years old already. I was a young mom, and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do? How can I make a living? And UCLA, thank God they gave me the opportunity. They were able to see past my weight. And that felt great. They were able to. You it's know. so great to watch you move. I have oh, to tell you. And it's not just. You. I mean, like we've seen the people do the ballet thing, you know. And and it's just, incredible. And I it's mean, and I it's a specific. It. Yeah, you bring like you really bring it. I was like, wow, she's got. I, I the, said before. The, I was like, I called. I texted Kathy. I was like, does her? How are her joints? How does her <laughs> joints are. They're so far so good. I mean, I've had an injury here and there, you know, but so yeah, but far I'm still dancing. Smooth and, and yeah. it's in. But it's like it's in her. Soul, you know what I mean? It is in the soul. How do you... But you also also dance like someone who respects their history. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the craft is very important to me. The artistry, the level of the craft is important. And once I found hip-hop dance, not only did I love it, I went out of my way to really investigate it, research it. I took a lot of trips to Philadelphia and a lot of trips to uh, New York, trained with the innovators, the pioneers of this dance. And that's when I started realizing, wow, there's technique and foundation in hip-hop, just like there is in ballet. But we're not talking about it. So that's where I took a lot of pride and, you know, hope to bring it in institutions because we need more diversity in these universities. Too. Yes, we See, do. if I had a teacher like that, guys, <laughs> you would be I would have been Leonce right backup dancer. That's you would have been saying. dancing with Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson. Yes. Who has Jackson, if I mean, it does. Mm. We, we're like mourning it a little bit. We're so happy that these young girls coming up, actually, people are like, yes, I would love someone who looks like you to dance with me. But do you find a little bit, I mean, listen, you got your own company, Versus style is nothing to sneeze at. It's like this it's unbelievable, fierce. gorgeous. I would say even like theatrical hip hop dance. Yeah, like there yeah, sure. is there is this the pulse of storytelling through it that I think is very unique. And um, so it's not like you're not doing it on some level, but there is a little bit like shit. I could have gone out with Janet. It doesn't just feel like hip hop. <laughs> I have to say, it doesn't just feel like hip hop. There is a cultural. It, it has a. It has like African. It has a little bit yeah, of everything. Definitely has, it has African, like, Lindy Hop. Yeah, you know, yeah, it has salsa, bachata, bravo, West yeah. African. You name it, Afro-Cuban. Everything that I feel was hip hop. We just didn't call it hip hop. But all yeah. these social forms are an evolution in what we call hip hop today, right? So, um, yeah, it's a little bit of all that. And I just feel that Los Angeles is this beautiful melting pot of many things. How in my dance company could I portray that message and hopefully give kids hope? by the people that they see on stage from the color of our skin to the weight and the different sizes I want to inspire the next generation of the possibilities oh my so. God, you probably have changed so many lives I'm a piece of shit I just realized <laughs> I really she really I has mean, changed I'm I, not gonna I, lie. I'm just looking she at you and I'm like I'm like oh my god lives. in so many years from now the kids are gonna come back and honoring you they already are I'm sure I'm sure it's full circle now I started you a junior company so many lives. and now my whole junior company are the professional dancers and they're all from San Fernando East LA area young dancers that would never think they would mount to dance and now they're dancing on stage 
And I love that we go back to the schools, to the same areas that they grew up. And then those kids see, you know, the different dancers that I have from Patty to Jackie or Cynthia or, you know, Ernesto. And they're like, wait, I could do that? Good. And it's my job to then speak on it now. And I have such incredible dancers. I want to spread awareness about the definition of what is, you know, what is dance? What is to be together? What is community? And don't let the external define it. If you have a passion for it, do it. And nothing ever stopped me. So Now, you um, had an entire concert that was based around gift boxes. Yes, Box of Hope. Box of Hope. That yeah. was really fucking awesome. And at the end of that performance, you got engaged to yeah. with a box. I got hope. my own little box. <laughs> So me, me and no my idea. husband now married. Uh, we have a picture of them. Husband. They're gorgeous. Um, we created this show called Box of Hope. You know, there's a lot of BS going on in our communities and our society, obviously, in, in, in every level. I wanted to just bring a show that brings some awareness and some hope to the audience. And I was so in that show, so in it, performing <laughs> with my husband. We have like this love duet and all this robot duet and then at the very end of the show we're in the lobby and you're right he's like you know everybody opened a box because at the end of the show we made sure to give everyone a box with a message of hope inside Mm. so people could also live leave with something right a memory and he's like you know everybody got a box except for you and i have a little box for you and i'm like what then all the dancers and everybody in the community started like yelling or laughing or and i'm like what's going on and then i realized he's about to propose and he did he proposed he's like i have a little box and it was beautiful i want to marry oh you. my god it's beautiful yeah. fyi we've been together this december is gonna be 12 years so wow. this man has helped and has uh raised my son has helped me raise my son we've together you know created a company that we felt was different and unique to los angeles and needed and We've done it all. So when we did our vows and got married, I was like, I've been doing this. But it definitely makes it extra special. And you had a party. And I had an amazing party. I got videos from all kinds of guests sending me videos, obviously wanting me to be very jealous that I was not on the (laughs) dance floor with you. Not fair. I'm so sorry. You were honestly, and you, like every photo of you is literally like a picture of an angel. You are glowing from every. And we should say that Breezy Lee has his own. I mean, y'all are like legendary. Like you don't go by hip hop names. In the hip hop community, <laughs> unless like people take your ass seriously, is all I want to say. So we need hip hop names. We do. What's, we're gonna come up with our own hip hop names. Give us hip hop. Yeah. Give us hip hop. Well, Miss Funk pride and Miss Funk. I'm I, yeah, she, she, at Ms. every Funk. level. Yeah. <laughs> so so like, is. does that? Because a friend of mine, we were in uh, Hawaii. They bestowed a, a Hawaiian name, and apparently they were like, "Oh, that's a big deal if someone bestows a Hawaiian name." So. Same but it has to be from somebody from Hawaii. So do I have to be bestowed my hip hop name from my hip hop community? Basically, yes. All right. Like, oh, we're we're going to show up. Right <laughs> I'm going to make Eva come passage. too. Eva, you're coming. Our Eva's students, like, our young students are always like, they're ready for their AKA. And we're like, oh, uh, AKA. 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 I don't AKA. even know what's called AKA. Awesome. <laughs> I need an AKA. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. Oh, my God. I yeah, Breezley and I, we got our names from our mentors and teachers once we were like, you know, Put our time. They're like, well, it's yeah. like the go- it's like the black belt. No, there you go. When you get your when you get your AKA sure. is the black belt in hip hop because I know guys. <laughs> Again, I know fingers on the pulse. Yeah, <laughs> so hip. So 
Um, what is the next step for Versus Style? What's what what's happening now? Right now, you know, it's coming to an you know the the year has ended. We were very blessed to go on a few tours and travel around the world and do amazing shows, and that's a dream come true to be able not to just perform in our hood, our city, but to also yeah, take it around the, the world. Yeah, at the Ford Theater, by the way. Yeah, at the we were just Ford at the Broad Stage too. Nice. We were the first hip hop dance company in that stage, and that what's meant a the, lot. How many people are in the dance company? Uh, like average fourteen companies. 14 company members when we travel tour I could only do 8 or 9 yeah. depending on the budget and the presenters that bring us out uh, what's next I just want to continue traveling with them uh, keep booking the show It's our latest production is called Box of Hope this is the one I want to run with it's perfect I feel in a sense where no matter what your background where you're fun from people really get a sense of hope and a hope for youth a hope for what's possible mm-hmm. and the beauty of what we have to say as inner city young you know loving Los Angeles hip-hop dancers why don't you become like a mayor or something i'm like <laughs> totally i'm like you know, I'm yes I, I vote i don't I'm know a mayor but I'm something i need you to be politically involved <laughs> well, well, I, she, I need you aka politically in, yes yes, yes, yes yeah, she no, works on we talked way. about it you might have been parking your car but we did talk about you working with the flourish foundation yes so um tell us a little bit about that in case people don't know yeah, the flourish foundation is a nonprofit organization that basically gives different grants to different nonprofit communities that want to work in the arts and mentor the youth. And we also have our own programs and we created our own pipeline that became a reality after 10 years because I realized the same kids that I met in middle school when Uh I was a middle school teacher are now the ones working for our organization. And um, it's an amazing organization. I have fabulous mentors, Monica Rosenthal and Kevin Kane, who paved the way for me. And, of course, it's a dream come true to be able to run an organization that is aligned with my passion and beliefs for youth and for Los Angeles and for what's possible. And to know that there's people out there that are willing to support that. Um, I'm 38, still dancing every day, making a living off what I love to do. Mm. And um, it's a blessing to do that. Can I ask you a harder question? Yeah. Um, because we've yeah. talked about this journey before. Do What do you think, uh, uh, as far as the relationship you had with your body, stopped you the most? What was like the barrier as far as like what your body looked like? or felt like, or even how people perceived it. What was like probably the biggest thing that you, I know we've talked about you pushing to the other side of something. And I was just wondering like, if you could talk about that process a little bit, especially if there's a, a kid out there that might feel like they should have been a hip hop star and or, wasn't. or are, or are a hip hop star. And yeah. they're having that same thing that they need to break through. I mean, you know, it came through with time. I'm mm. learning that everyone's process mm. is different, you know. Um, self-love is something that's so deep that I'm still constantly searching for that meaning of that and the depth of that, right? I would say in my 30s is when I gained that consciousness that I'm very relevant, that I'm very important, that I have something to offer. I think my 20s was about figuring that out. I wish I had the courage and the knowledge that I have, you know, in my 30s Mm. and my 20s because maybe, yeah, I would be doing other things and I would be more daring, I guess, in other ways. But I've always been a pretty strong, resilient kind of woman. Nothing really stopped me. If anything, I was stopped because society or the people booking had their standards and they wouldn't hire me. But I always just kept going and going and going. And I would say... I think the barrier, the thing that stopped me is just what society thinks I should look like or what they think I should be and to constantly be fighting yeah. that on ourselves. a daily. We stop ourselves, though, and too. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Because I'm like, oh, you know, I'll give up and I won't do that. 
Luckily, yeah, I, yeah, I did stop push. the industry, but I found a mentor. His name is Rennie Harris. He's from Philly, too. Yes. When I saw his show the first time, it's called Facey Mecca. There was four women on stage, and the one in the front was a full-figured woman. My mm. life changed instantly. Mm. I'm like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to do live concert, not commercials. You know, it's like, yeah. and I'm just trying wow. to always instill that to the artists and my students that there's many avenues that you can live your passion. It's not just one way. And um, I just think I was able to overcome that little by little. You know, I I think that people don't even know that hip hop dancing is a a concert piece like you can be a concert dancer in hip-hop i mean that people constantly just think of it as like videos or or touring with celebrities or Mm -hmm. like i don't even know that people really realize no you could just like ballet we're definitely we're paving the way for that that in los angeles still newer than traditional dancing yeah and what i love is that you every step of the way do have that education part of it so that it's never just entertainment it can't it's very important to educate ourselves and educate our students because when i dance i'm also dancing with my parents legacy my ancestors legacy and then the movement the dance is so much powerful and i was able to gain that because i did my research and i became aware that in more than just this body when I dance, I'm dancing for my grandma, my aunt, my mom and their struggles and what they went through for me to even be in the States. It's a big deal. So I, I try to encourage that because I feel that when I learned all that, I carry that. And it's an honor and the moment and the biggest, most the strongest, most present woman is present in that moment to perform and give it my all. And I think people then when I get to that point, they're able to see past the external. They're seeing they're feeling my heart, my yeah. passion. I mean, that yeah. I've seen you live several times and I brought to tears every time. And there is something that you give and if that you give up, you give you let us in totally vulnerable. And I don't think people yeah. also think of hip hop that way. No, they they don't. don't think of it as a they vulnerable. Don't do it. And that's why it's place. an honor to be at UCLA and to be able to build a curriculum. I'm the first woman of color, Latina, to be specific, to be teaching at UCLA and to be teaching dance and building hip-hop dance. That would have never existed when I was there. It didn't exist. Rennie brought it. Then Rennie basically passed it on to me, and I got very blessed to take on that position. And I'm trying to like flip the script and make these kids think a little differently and the institutes think a bit differently about this dance we call hip-hop. Because at the end of the day, if we do our research, it's, there, it's just... African and Latino dance evolved to the extreme, to yeah. this other, pen, you know, pes, uh, uh, to this other side. I, I can't imagine what hip hop will look like in 20 years. And I'm excited. And how do we also embrace the evolution of it? Uh, but it's definitely the culture that I love because hip hop brings every background together under one roof. And I always say it's needed in politics. It's needed everywhere because it's the one dance. It's the one dance culture that no matter what you like hip hop music, you like house music. We're all bumping our heads and it feels really, really good. It's so true. I hope that you can teach Eva and Rosa and I when we come. No, I would love to give you guys a private. I'm almost yeah. down whenever you we guys want. Private. Do you, I don't play. So tell everybody yes. where they can find you, where they can find Versus Style, when everyone who is inspired by this to like go and look up all your videos. And, and vote for her because I'm telling you right now when she makes her office for, for Comptroller. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that, when but when definitely the school board my next dean of UCLA. Believe it or not, my next goal would be a one-woman show. I'm ready to share my story. 
right. I'm ready to like take it to that level I where I'm able to put dance yep. and act tell and your story. tell my story because yes. it's unique and it's needed and, and that's you're the there. only way I'm going to empower all the next generations Front of women. Seats. Front know? row yeah, seats. Yeah, and you're there. For sure. I'm, I'm, I can't I'd, be, I'd be like this. <laughs> the workshop, the readings, whatever. We're there. But tell, yeah, but for more information, you? you could go to our, my website for the company. It's www.versastyledance.org. And also on Facebook or Instagram, we're under Versus Style LA. And if you're particularly interested in my story and who I am, I'm under Ms. Funk, M-I-S-S-F-U-N-K, 79, because that's the year I was on born. On Instagram. On Instagram. And Versa, style. So like a versatile dancer, but I wanted to give it that hip-hop twist. Versa style. I love it. I'm so honored that you came by and like um, busted your ass to get here. No, I'm so sorry that you no, know traffic. Don't but. even apologize. This has been you've blessed us. We're blessed and it's amazing. Um, we're taking off for Thanksgiving. By the way, we didn't get to our article, but guys, we did write an article about dealing with Thanksgiving people looking at your plate like when you're sitting at the table. So enjoy <laughs> that. We've posted that too. But um Thank you, Eva, for letting us have Rosie here. Aww, and thank, um, you, for thank you for coming me. in. Thank I'm you, so Jarvis, great. for a thank great you. show. And so we'll see you back in two weeks right here at Plus This. Have a Thanksgiving, guys. Ciao, Kuti.